For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. AD. Yo. Boy, do we have a show for the people today? Is that a, is that a, hum, is that a humble brag? I don't know if that's a humble brag as much as it just it's just it's just informative. I'll just put it that way. I mean, we we do normally always have a show, but I was about to say I'm excited. Like they I'm, should be shocked. I'm like really excited about this one, though. I am. I don't know how I feel about that comment. <laughs> this is the Believe in Forty Niners podcast. You're like you've been holding out on, on the Believe you feel like podcast. Today you go give it your all. What have you been doing the other day? He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashad Haylock. Plenty to get to on the show. Uh, a lot of injuries going on up in Santa Clara, so we got to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, there's a brand new addition. Also, we're going to talk to the man who uh, tutored, I guess you could say, Trey Lance, uh, Randy Hedberg, associate head coach, quarterbacks coach for North Dakota State. Uh, he's going to join us here on the pod in just a few, um, and so we'll get into that. But first, we want to remind you, make sure you continue to download, subscribe, rate, and review. We're located wherever you find your podcast. Uh, if there's a like button on that particular subscription service, go ahead and hit that like button. Always get interactive. Get involved in the show. We're on social media. Mm-hmm. I'm at mm-hmm. R Haylock on Twitter. He's at underscore Eric Davis underscore. And on Instagram, I'm at Watch Ray Ray. He is at underscore Bump and Run. Uh, as always, the show is presented by Bet Online. The month of June is heating up with a ton of exciting sports action, and Bet Online is where you can find it. From basketball and hockey playoffs to baseball's marquee matchups, including prop bets and futures, Bet Online has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next tip-off, face-off, or pitch, head over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. No, nah, man, I'm not holding back on you. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. I've been here. You, know? mm-hmm. you heard this, him, people. This, this, you heard him. <laughs> this, this like, show, I'm excited. This show ex- I'm going to give it all to you. <laughs> yeah, I'm cutting you off. Sit there. You're like, this you're is just- it's, it's like that, like that big game philosophy. Like, oh, it's a big game. I'm coming with it. I'm coming with it. Today, today's a big game. I'm, I'm, I'm bringing my. What about game every other game? What about every? Yeah, every game what is a big game, right? What about every game? You're absolutely yeah, right see, about that's, that. Yeah, that's see. a loser's that's, mentality. That's not right very. There. That's not very. No that's not very zen of me, right? That's not very zen of me. Not that. Not not really. Not really. Uh, not really showcasing that winner's mentality. As, I want as you just your said. all. That's right. I want uh, your all. I thought you know what I thought you I was going to say. I thought you were going to say. I want winners. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. I want your all. You're an all star. That means all the time. You're not a some star. I want you're an winners. All star. That's it. One of the best press conferences that, yes. of all. Yeah, that will go down. That time. will go down. Yeah, and, and that, that, that one's right there next to Jim Moore. Yeah, J- yeah Jim, know, Jim and, Moore. And, uh, the Allen Iverson practice. And, uh, yep, you got Herm. You got um um. Oh, oh God, Herm, Herm you play you play to win the game. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
Mm -hmm. Herm Edwards he played to win the played game. Win the game. Yeah. Um, the, you got um the late Al uh, Davis uh, when he fired Lane Kiffin. He had that projector behind him. That's that's one of yeah. my all time all time. Uh, you, that, favorite that's ones. a good one. Denny yeah. Green. Yeah, Denny Green. Denny yeah. Green. We let him off the hook. Denny Green. They yep. they are who we thought mm -hmm. they were. That's right. Yeah. Um. We, well, no. Okay. There's yeah, some go. there's some disturbing some disturbing news obviously coming out of Santa Clara. Uh, injuries. Now I'm 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 not I'm not going to you know look too far deep into this. Um, but you know the season obviously hasn't started yet, and nope. Niners have already lost a couple of players. Uh, to various mm -hmm. more, uh, and Justin School seemingly out for the season. School with uh, an ACL more um, with an Achilles injury, and and this all happened the same day. Uh, Kyle Shanahan said it was like two or three plays apart from one another, and so um, as a result, he shut down uh, OTAs. There will be no mini camp. He 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 got rid of the mini camp. Um, he said that he was probably okay. going to do that anyway. Uh, he wanted the, the the players to have the full forty days, full forty days of rest before they come back to start training camp uh, on July the twenty seventh. But these in, okay. th these injuries, right? Um, yes. What 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 do you what do you make of it? I, I know how you feel about OTAs and and all that. Um. Well. Well, your your head coach just proved my theory on OTAs. They're unnecessary. You know why I know they're unnecessary? He said they are. He shut them down. I've been saying this forever. If it was such a necessary thing that you just have to do it, you can't play your season, you can't win a championship unless you do these things, he wouldn't have shut it down. It's it's not. It's just a way It's a way to police the group. They want to have as much control over the daily structure of a player's life as they possibly can. That's why OTAs were implemented. It's a way to keep you around the building year-round. It's a way because the more I keep you in this building, the less time you have to do something stupid outside of the building. You're going to do stupid things in the building, but at least I can control that. Yeah. <laughs> I, can, I, I, can, I control what's going to get out when you do crazy things in the building. I can't control what you do in the street. So that's part of the reason why OTAs were there. And I always say, because what is OTA? It's, it's, it's just training. It's practice to get yourself in shape. So now part of those injuries, I think, and I've said it before, the guys aren't ready. This is the time of the year where you're getting your body primed to play. You're getting in good enough condition to start working on the skill sets because you don't truly start training until you're fatigued. But you got to get your body and a base built up. So you spend that time, and now you start to work on your skill set. I can cover – I can work on covering a receiver and doing everything, be it press coverage, be it off coverage, be it zone, be it man turns, zone turns, breaking on route, every single route, everything that I'm going to do, and I don't have to touch another human being to do that. I don't need to tackle a person, to touch a person, to, to prepare to get my body in position to make a proper tackle. And what's happening, I think in some cases, that guys are putting their bodies in situations that they can't control. Because everything that I said that, that I was just talking about, it's all the skills that I'm going to need to play my position, but I can do it all and practice it in a controlled manner. So I can build the speed, the direction, uh, direction changes, 
um, at all of the transitional points, all the things that I have to do with the breaking down and twisting and turning. At every position, I can do all of these things without another human being who's big and strong and fast, that, um, torquing my body, putting me in a position that is unexpected. You need to build up to that. So you come here and these guys aren't in condition yet to do these things. Because you got to take some time off or your body's going to fall apart. But you can work on these things and get back. So I think that that's a part of some of the injuries that you see this time of year. Other thing is that football players get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> some of it. Yeah. Guys are just going to, you play football, you're going to get hurt. It, it, a it happens. Injury. It happens. Yeah. So that, that's going to happen as well. Guys are going to get hurt. But I do believe they put too much emphasis, and I'm going to stick to that. They put too much emphasis on guys being there and working out and doing all of this stuff because you you got to understand the mindset of a guy. When you start charting whether or not I completed a pass, guys are going to start playing and competing differently as opposed to when I'm – of course, I'm working to catch every ball or to complete every pass, but – strengthening the arm and getting yourself ready and breaking on the routes and running your routes and body positioning and all these things. You stop thinking about that when you start competing and guys just start playing. And that's why I think some of these injuries are coming in where these guys are competing against one another too soon. You, that needs to stop because just because you don't have pads on doesn't mean that guys aren't competing going all out. And I, keep, I said, it, this is, you shouldn't be ready this time of year. You, sh- you should not be ready to go to camp. You should not be in condition to do this stuff because if so, you're going to peak too soon. So that's that's my thought on it. And and I said, the coach the coach kind of agrees. He's like, so let me shut this down. Let me shut it down. You know, so, but um, the only silver lining in guys getting hurt this time of year is that you have time to plan for the season around it. That's the only silver lining. Yeah. Um, the, I, I didn't, I didn't want to make too much of this. Obviously, I mean, you think about, you know, last year and just how that was just a record setting amount of injuries, uh, the team uh-huh. had to endure. And so you, you, it's, it's, it's easy, right? Your first thought is just to go back to that. Like, man, like, seriously, like we're, this, this isn't, this isn't over yet, but had to channel my inner you had to channel my inner flex. Shout out at prof underscore flex on uh on Twitter. He hit me up last week, telling me not to not to stress about the D line. So I'm decompressed here a little bit. I'm like, all right, you know, yeah. it's it's just yeah. this these are isolated incidents. This is a, a brand new season. Um, Niners bringing in Tony Jefferson. He was uh well he he plays the safety position. Obviously, he was with the Ravens uh-huh. last. Uh, tore his ACL in nineteen. Did not play at all last season. Um, mm-hmm. Not a guy, not a big pick guy, but um, when he was in Arizona, you know, I recall him making a lot of play. He kind of became like a phenomenon of sorts. This undrafted guy, yeah, and all of a sudden, here he is, tackler. and he's, yeah. he ma- yeah, he's, he's making all making all these plays. What, what do you make of him and, and a healthy him? What does a healthy a healthy him? What does a healthy Tony Tony Jefferson bring to this Niners secondary? Uh, well, you got another guy and, and that that can come in and the basics of what's what's happening. Um, first of all, they're not afraid of injured guys. That's one thing. The, the Niners definitely have a lot of faith in their training staff and their doctors because uh, they have no problem dealing with guys that are coming off of injury. That's number one. So I don't, I don't even concern myself with the with the knee. If, if their if their staff says it's okay, it's okay. 
Um, but a uh, solid tackler. Um, um, you know, this, this is a guy that has, he's got enough reps under his belt to where you know that he can come in and be a guy uh, that's, that's um, on the field. He, he's a, he has a starter's mentality. He's done a lot of that. He's played uh, and, and he has that, he has, he has that mindset that a, a guy um, that has to earn it, <laughs> so to say, in his league. Um, that little chip that they get, the guys that are um, that get into the league drafted later or free agents, um, where you where you constantly feel like you have to have things to prove, um, and they have, and, and they take they take advantage of the reps they get. You've always seen that from him. So, um, you know, you lose more, but I but I think that this is a player that can come in and give you. Um, what you were expecting from more and then some because of all the starting experience he has. Uh, wouldn't be a pod if we didn't talk quarterbacks. Uh, Randy Hedberg, the associate head coach, quarterbacks coach of North Dakota State, going to join us momentarily. Uh, Kyle Shanahan saying a couple things. One, uh, best spring he's seen Jimmy have since he's been around him. Take that, or since, well, since he's been here. I kind of take that with the well, kind of saw. Um, well, well, no, it, well, it should be. It actually should be. Well, his first spring. I feel like he hadn't had many springs, right? Well, 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 hold on. Well, his first spring, he was rehabbing an ACL, right? Because he came, he came, and um, during the season. So his first spring, he he tore his knee that season. He was rehabbing his knee. The next season was COVID, so he was training on Zoom. Um, so this is the first time he's been on the field. So if this isn't his best spring, we got problems. <laughs> Well, there, so, there's so, there's that way so to look at it too. Yeah. Some, some of it is some of it. Remember, I tell you, sometimes it's just coach talk, just coach speak. You gotta know when it's just coach speak. Like, come yeah. on, man. Of course, it's just well. I, I mean, that, that, well, the first, well, that was my my first thought was like, well, how many springs has he had? But I mean, whatever. Uh, as when for really break them down, at, yeah, when you break them down, I mean, I, hopefully, it is the best spring he's had, right? Um, Trey uh, Lance, we're in trouble. Kyle was yeah, asked. Kyle, Kyle was asked whether it was good or bad. Uh, or you know, kind of assess Trey's you know OTAs and be able to pick up stuff and and his adjustment this that or the other and and, and Kyle basically saying um, he doesn't like to say good or bad he thinks just the fact that the guy was there is, is always a good thing because there's something to be gained by that. Now with that being said, he thought he did well just in being able to handle information and retain everything and and they they went through the entire install. Uh, Kyle said. And so uh, he was pretty happy about that. But I found it interesting that he, that he said that, um, you know, just him being there is is a good thing. And, I, and I, I wholeheartedly agree with him. I think just being there, being in that space, you know, that's valuable time um, that, that, you know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially for, yeah. for, for a rookie quarterback. So I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with him there. What, 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 what did you take from that? More um, coach speak or – well, for any player, it's good to be there. Um, Kyle is smart by not um, adding fuel to the fire because if he says he looks great, then everyone is going to say, oh, is he ready to take Jimmy's spot? How's the, so that means there's a quarterback competition. Got to watch so the words, he, right? Got to be careful what you just, say. Yeah. So that's it. He's been there long enough, so that's just showing some, that's showing some um, veteran coach savvy now. He's getting some of that. Why? You do. You have, you know you know there have been times where I'm just like I don't like him talking about players through the media because you can 
caused some problems with things by by doing some of this stuff. Like I, there have been comments in the past where I'm just like, okay, I don't know if that's necessarily the way you put it out there because it leaves too much what if. He's he's doing this right. Like, hey, great that the guy's here. Gave you some information by saying, look, we installed everything. He was able to retain that information. We didn't have to slow down our install. Now we don't know if he's got it all because he's not having to play and regurgitate it, but we went through all of it. And that's really what you want. You want to get the new players implemented. I've gone through that, going to a new team. And, you know, it was like, okay, two weeks, we're going to put in our entire new defense. We're going to put everything else in and we're going to do it. For me, in my seventh year, it was just learning a new language because football is football. You know, so I had to, I had to just learn just just that just it's just just learning the verbiage and learning the language that they wanted to speak for some of the rookies yeah you put it all in but they don't really get all of it they've heard it so it helps with you when you go to training camp so that's what he's saying being there being a part of going through all of it it won't be his first time when they hit camp so it gives them an opportunity to play everything a little bit faster. And that's what you're trying to do, get as fast um, and up to speed as quickly as possible. So that's what I think he's doing. I like the fact that he said that. I like the fact that he didn't say, hey, guy is killing it out here um, because you started the problems with the two quarterbacks and, and the controversy. And he squashed that by saying, I don't expect him to play. He squashed it, so keep it that way. But also give some props to the young guy because he is your future by yeah. saying, hey, I like what he's doing so far. I like it. Very, very high praise for Jimmy, maybe a little bit tempered for, for Trey and, and Kyle. Like you said, some, some, some savvy, some moxie as a head coach, definitely doing that. Um, perfect segue now, talking about Trey Lance, to our guest, E.D., Pleased to be joined now by Randy Hedberg, associate head coach, passing game coordinator, quarterback coach as well for North Dakota State, the Bison. Did I say that correct, coach? It's the Bison, that right? That is correct. Right. You bet. You got it yeah. right. I heard you can't mess that up. Otherwise, there's yeah, repercussions that, that, up there. That, that is a problem. You <laughs> probably wouldn't be able to get in the state of North Dakota if you couldn't say it right. So, all right. All uh, right. For sure. <laughs> Well, coach, we appreciate the uh, appreciate the time. Um, Trey Lance, obviously, first round draft pick, uh, the 49ers, and, and a guy that that you know well. Um, interesting that the fact that he's kind of a, a one and done kind of guy. And I know he played that that one game in the fall last season. Um, but just from your standpoint, um, what makes you think he he he's ready for this jump? Uh, well, I th- here's the thing. I think he's only played 17 college games as you well know, but the thing that really separates him from anybody else that's played that number of games is this kid is uh, extremely intelligent, great football background. Uh, He understands the game and uh, you know, he's been groomed for this for a number of years. Uh, His dad was a former player and coach. And I think his family is kind of, you know, uh, groomed him for this stage. And I think he'll do a great job with it. That's one thing with Trey. He's a football junkie, and I've mentioned this to numerous people that I've visited with from the Bay Area, you know, that he just loves to be around the game, and he loves to watch video, and he loves to watch uh, opposition teams. It's one of those things, and, and I think he's ready for it. I really do. I think he'll make a great transition from, you know, college football into the NFL, and I think he's ready for it. 
hey, you know, Coach, everything you say I, I agree with, and, and you've had the unique um, position of actually not only coaching Trey, but you coached another first-round high draft pick in Carson Wentz. And seeing those guys, I, I personally have no problem with um, with Trey sitting for a little bit. How soon do you see the transition happening for him and him being ready to get onto the field and take over as a starting quarterback? Eric, you know, and you've been in the league, so you understand this, where I'm coming from. And I've coached quarterbacks. i played the position. I think any rookie quarterback coming into the NFL should sit. And, and learn from anybody, any veteran quarterbacks. My man, it's a, like mine. It's a, it's a, uh, I, I, gee whiz, I, I, I was there. I played as a rookie, and it was a struggle. I wasn't ready. I wasn't even close to Trey Lance's ability, not even close. And, uh, and I know it, it wasn't good for me, but I know one thing with Trey, if he can learn from Garoppolo and any other veteran quarterbacks, I think it would be a plus. And I said the same thing when Carson Wentz came out, I was just hoping he would get an opportunity to, to sit. Now this is a different situation because uh-huh. Carson was a, Carson was a fifth year quarterback, a fifth year college quarterback in trades. He just turned 21 years of age back in May. So he's only been in it for two and a half years, you know? So, um, so I do think it's good for any quarterback and I, I'll, I'll put Trey into any, I just think, any NFL court, I think it's really difficult. And you've, you played, Eric, you kind of understand mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. You, were baiting, you were baiting those quarterbacks into throwing the ball your way anyway. I know that. Hey, yeah, so, Coach, I never, I never saw a rookie quarterback that I didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> your DBs are all the same, I'll tell you. <laughs> well, 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 Coach, so with that being said, with, in, in that transition, you would like for him to set um, your system. And what you asked him to do, um, but let me just put it, how much did you ask him to do when it came to setting his front, set, uh, line calls, changing plays? How much of that uh, does Trey already have in his toolbox? He, you know, that's a great question. And I think our system is much different than most college systems from the standpoint we're a huddle football team, Eric. Um, and a lot of times now in college football, as you see, it's no huddle and Quarterbacks yes. are looking to the sideline, looking at these different uh, signals and signs that they have on the, the sideline. Yeah, 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 and everything else. Yeah, uh-huh. I have no idea what those mean, but um, but I know from our standpoint, he has to verbalize the play in the huddle. And our huddle calls are long, probably not as long as they're going to be in the NFL, but I'm not saying they're that long, but they are long. So he has to verbalize all that. But then also, our quarterbacks set protections at the line of scrimmage. Um, and he he has to know, in our scheme, he had to know who the unblocked guys were within the protection. Mm-hmm. And so that's what that's what we teach. We teach protections to them and try to get them to get us in the right protection. Um, and then we have a different systems where we have a maybe system where it's based on defensive alignment. So he gets up there and he can change the play. Uh, and then we have a kill system within our offensive scheme also where he would, uh, based on coverage, he would kill from a run to a pass or a pass to a run, whatever okay. it is. So he's been through that part of it. Now, I, I understand it's much more complex at the next level, and I, I'm not trying to minimize that at all, but he's had a background in it. He has, he has a starting point, um, 
and I think that's the important thing. Randy Hedberg, associate head coach, quarterbacks coach at North Dakota State. Um, coach, obviously we know you're you're a phenomenal coach. You're you're great at what you do. I'm a big big high school guy, right? And so I go back and mm-hmm. I look at some of these recruiting rankings. Uh, was was Trey just overlooked, or did he did he just take this gigantic leap? Um, you know, once he once he got on campus there w- with you guys. Well, you know, that's, uh, you know, I've been asked that question on what other people saw in Trey. I, I don't know what they saw in Trey. I know what we saw in him. We saw a very talented athlete that was a leader and people kind of gravitated to him. I'll never forget, you know, I was on a recruiting trip and uh, way out in Montana when I got the phone call from Trey that he was going to commit to the Bison. And I still remember the day and the time and where I was when that happened. Uh, but he was the first commit that we had in that class. And he was able to just bring that cl- whole recruiting class together because they just kind of grew to be around him. They liked being around him. And that's the type of guy. And Eric, and you know, as a, as a former NFL player, you know, some of those quarterbacks, they just, they, they're it, they have it. And yes, they walk yeah. into that, they walk into that locker room or they walk into that huddle you know, the guy's just, he's it. And this guy, this young man has it. And uh, I think he's, uh, you know, he's not, he's very humble and he's a very faith driven young man. And I think he's going to do a great job with it. And uh, I, I think he'll keep everything in perspective and I don't think it's going to be too big for him. I really don't. It, it not being too big is a very, very important thing in the league because it doesn't mm-hmm. always work for you. And we all know just football in general, things don't always go your way. Uh, what's the toughest thing that you think Trey had to deal with uh, while he was there that you saw him grow through, and how did he handle it? Um, you know, that that's a good question. You know, he we didn't have a lot of adversity during his time. Um, somebody asked me about how he handles adversity, and I, I said, really, he never really was. We were 17-0 and 0 in his starts. <laughs> and, uh, and he that's threw, a good uh, thing. <laughs> and he uh, – and, he, and, and in the 19 football season, we're 60, you know, and he didn't throw an interception. So, um, you know, he never really uh, had any adversity from that standpoint. But, you know, the thing that I really grade quarterbacks on a lot of times is when they can stare down the barrel of a, of, of a pressure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, they're, if you're bringing five, if you're in five man protection, they're bringing number six and that number six got a bead on you and you're able to throw an accurate throw. Uh and still get the ball off, know you're going to get hit, I think that's key. And I think one overlooked factor in quarterback play is courage. Because the quarterback, the quarterback is so vulnerable in different spots throwing the ball. And uh, whereas a DB or uh, like yourself, Eric, or a receiver, running back, you could brace for contact. The quarterback yes. in most cases is getting hit. And uh, courage is a big factor with that. And I think that's one thing that really stood out from, in my eyes with him. He's a physical guy. He kind of reminds me of a guy that plays quarterback with a defensive mentality. That's kind of what I'd say with him. You know, so, and I, that's a compliment, Eric, I'm going to tell you. So for me, so. No, I, well, I, that is a compliment. I, I completely agree with you. Rashawn, I'm going to let you take over right here, but. 
I agree with that is definitely an overlooked characteristic. And you just said it. And, and um, I've often told people the quarterback is the only person on an NFL field that gets hit standing still. Everyone exactly. else, every, you're a crash test dummy. Everyone else gets to move, exactly. but the quarterback yeah. has to has to get this blindside impact from large yeah. human beings, and it takes a certain amount of courage, understood courage, that you have to have to play that position. That's why, as you said earlier, we as players, we will gravitate to that dude that has that thing mm-hmm. <laughs> that will stand exactly. in, that, in that huddle and exactly. stare down that barrel. Like you said, when that three guy is coming and he knows, because some, some plays are designed where the quarterback has to beat the blitz with his arm, exactly. but he's going to get hit in the face when he does it. Exactly. And when you find a guy that can do that, yes, we will follow him. That, that, yeah. that, so I agree. I know that was a compliment, Coach. Yeah. Yeah, and, and another thing in reference to, to, you know, some of that, what you just said, you know, the thing with Trey that was kind of interesting with him, if he wasn't involved with the, with the play, whether our backup was in there or number three guy was in there, he was hanging out with the old line guys. You know, he'd go stand with the old line. He wasn't over with the, the pretty boy wide receivers. He was over there with the, the big guys, you know, which I – which I'm glad you. Kind of a, I'm glad you called him. You're a quarterback coach, and you called him pretty boy too. Yeah. It's not just me. <laughs> well, I I appreciate that from a guy because he's uh he's just uh he's one of those guys. He knows where his bread is buttered, you know, and who does that for him. So that's uh, that was kind of neat always too. So uh, smart man, smart yeah, man. You bet. You bet. Hang, with, hang with the big uglies. Randy Hedberg, Coach Trey Lance at North Dakota State. He joins us now on the Believe in 49ers podcast. Coach, what was Trey – how did he deal with the, the off-the-field stuff? Um, obviously, you know, the Niners are, you know, one of the cream of the crop franchises, you know, in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Fan base extends mm-hmm. all over the country. Um, but right there where you are, I mean, you, you, you are pretty much the pro team there, right? I mean, we've seen game day go exactly. there and it's, it's crazy sure. out there. I'm sure there was mm-hmm. a lot that he had to deal with probably getting pulled in different directions. How was he able to handle all of that? You know, he handled it really well. Uh, I don't think there was any issues that way. Rashawn, he did a really nice job whenever there was media, you know, and I know people would think that NDSU is a, us, you know, uh, not to the level of Alabama or whatever, but we get a lot of media attention here uh, around Fargo and all, and 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 he handled it extremely well. And uh, you know, people walk. You know, if you're walking in Fargo, and Fargo's a good-sized community, if you're walking, they knew who you are, and especially if you're the quarterback for the Bison, and they knew who Trey was, and he handled himself very well. Uh, never had any issues off the field, and. Uh, and like I said, he's a very faith-driven young man, and he's uh, he's going to be uh, one of those guys that's going to be leading the team and and any of his teammates. And I think he was a great teammate. And I think that's a, and and I think if if you're a football coach or involved in coaching, and you guys have been that way, you you know what a great teammate is. And I think that's important, especially at the quarterback spot. Well, that's 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 it for me, Coach. I only have one more thing that I want to ask you, and that's um, you keep putting out all of these, um, you know, top five quarterbacks. Can you send one of them to Jacksonville State and stop beating us <laughs> for championships and playoffs well, and things like that? Because my school would have a few more rings if not for you guys. Yeah, well, we're uh, we're going to tee it up here in August, and I think we're going to have another good one coming up here in the ranks. So, um, 
I'm not going to go out on a limb yet because I uh, I never thought we'd lose uh, Trey Lance after just uh, 17 games. So I don't want to go out on a limb on that whole bit, but uh, it's kind of interesting how that all worked out. But uh, I appreciate it. Thanks for the time, guys. Well, and also kudos to you and congrats to you as well, Absolutely. Coach. I mean, I'm sure in, in those bet. 17 games, that's a that's a short turnaround. I'm sure a lot a lot of that is due to to your tutelage and, and him uh, him learning under you, Coach. So congrats to you as well for the work you, you put in with Trey. Well, just, just one point. You know, we had in between Carson Wentz and Trey Lance, we had a young man by the name of Easton Stick, and he is a fifth-round pick of the Chargers, and he's still with the Chargers. And he was 49-3 and three as a starting quarterback for the Bison. And people have oftentimes asked me, you know what, tell me, and what do you think about quarterback play? What's important in quarterback play? The bottom line is wins. Winning, if yes. Win, if you win games, it's good quarterback play. And uh, that young man won 49 of them. I think that's pretty special. And uh, he'll do good things in the NFL, too, if he gets an opportunity. Probably going to be a backup for a few years there with the Chargers with what they have. But uh, he's going to be a hell of a player. I know that. Randy Hedberg, associate head coach, quarterback's coach at North Dakota State, joining us here on the Believe in 49ers podcast. Coach, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. You, you bet. Thank you, and go Bison, okay? See you guys. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Coach. Good talking you to bet. you. Thank you. You know what, ED? Um, I think Coach went out on the perfect note. The number one stat, most important thing when it comes to quarterback play is uh-huh. wins. Then, then why does everybody that, hate Jimmy Garoppolo? Man, you read my mind. I feel like we've been doing the show for a while, right? I mean, <laughs> haven't I been saying that this this guy's last three quarterbacks, two of them have been top five draft picks, and the other one's in the NFL after winning forty nine games um, as a college player. He knows the importance. It's winning. It doesn't matter. All of those things. It's my Matthew Stafford thing where everyone's, like, freaking out. I'm just like, like, dude, but you couldn't win a bad division. Yes, you're a talented player, but if you ain't winning, so? <laughs> that, that The first thing I thought about was, was Jimmy and, and, and the faithful when he said that. I was like, wow, wins, right? And, and when, yeah. when Jimmy's on the field – you know, all he does is win. I, obviously, that was a, a Trey Lance, a Trey Lance conversation. So, as yeah. as it as it as as it um as it relates to Trey, um, I, I found good it, information there. Yeah, a yeah. lot, a Go bunch of good, work. a bunch of good information from from Coach there. Um, I, I think one of the other things that that stuck out to me was the fact that you know he didn't really expect him to be um gone so quickly, but. At the same time, he he is very confident in what Trey's able to do uh, at the next level. That said, he thinks all quarterbacks should sit, and I agree with him. I'm I'm of that school of thought where you know I'm all for. And there's exceptions to every rule. Obviously, what we what we saw Justin Herbert do last year was was pretty much unreal. But I, yeah. I'm I'm of the school of thought that. You know, you whoever the quarterback is, you sit him. He doesn't even touch the field that whole first year. And coach, as well, it, as high a praise as he gave Trey, he you know he he's from that school of thought as well. Um, yes, this is someone like say, he played the position. And people that understand the difficulty of doing it, and they've seen the speed of the game. If you have an opportunity to sit, you can always learn. Like I said, you don't get you know me. I'm one of my isms. You don't get better without you don't playing. Get better without playing. But you can. Yeah. But you can learn from the sidelines. You can learn the game, and you can learn to see things and 
and the way the game is played. So I like the fact that he said that um, he has coached him and built um, and, and put a foundation base of um, play calling, protection, um, you know, um, offensive verbiage, which are, you have to learn different things, but being, being in a huddle, having to regurgitate what the coach is saying to you, then coming to the line of scrimmage and setting the protection, being in positions where you know that I have to throw this ball and this play isn't designed properly, or I got to take the hit, or I got to kill it because it's just simply not going to work based on what it is we're trying to do. All of these type things, that's real NFL quarterbacking. So having that foundation will speed up the, the transfer from college, the transition from college to the NFL portrayal. So I like those things, the things that we've heard, but when he verbalizes it, the guy who's been right there with him, um, it, it just makes me feel better about, about all of it. Uh, but I, I too want to win the championship. I want him to sit because I just, I personally don't think we can win the championship this season with him starting. Now, this is the only thing, this is the only caveat I'm going to give myself. I'm going to give myself a, you can change your mind. And I said this before. If it's close. If it's close. Right? If it's close, I'm resetting the position. If it's close, because it shouldn't be close. But if I'm looking at him and he's close to Jimmy, I know he's physically more gifted than Jimmy. So if he's close to Jimmy with everything else, when it comes from the neck up, uh, that's easy for me. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta put him in. I'm gonna put him in. The, the minute it's close, I'm gonna put him in. If it doesn't get close, I'll put him in based on what Jimmy does. If it's not close, so if Jimmy, because with that, I'm saying if Jimmy's winning, I'm not even thinking about putting him in. Yeah. If it's not close and Jimmy's winning, I'm not even thinking about putting him in this year. And that's the I way it be should thinking, be. And if, yeah, and if Jimmy and if Jimmy plays really well, I wouldn't be thinking about putting him in next year unless it's really close. Now, after that, I'm going to have to because I drafted him. <laughs> and like I say, you don't you don't win a job, you don't lose a job. Opportunities are given and taken. And I drafted him number three. By year three, I got to put him in. Yeah. No matter what. No, it doesn't matter. If Jimmy wins, if Jimmy wins back-to-back Super Bowls, I still got to put Trey in. Yeah, at a certain point, he's going to have to – he's going to have to touch that field after a certain point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, Trey Lance is a smart man. He hangs out with the offensive lineman. That tells me all I need to know, right? I mean, he knows where, as coach said, as coach said, he knows where his bread is buttered. Um, (laughs) We appreciate Coach Hedberg for taking the time. Obviously, we appreciate all of you as well. As a reminder, uh, you continue to download, subscribe, rate, and review. We're located wherever you find your podcast. If there's a like button on your particular subscription service, go ahead and hit that like like button. Uh, Always feel free to – uh, get involved in the show. Hit us up on Twitter. I'm at at uh, where am I at on Twitter? I'm at R Haylock. There you go. And then he's R. at Haylock. Uh, <laughs> that's where that's where I normally find. You. That's where that's where you normally find. Right, the same address at R Haylock, and he's at underscore Eric Davis underscore. And on the old Instagram, I'm at Watch Ray Ray. He is at underscore Bump and Run. Uh, check out the pod after the pod. Uh, if you missed that last week on um on Instagram. Uh, at, at at watch yeah, Ray Ray and at underscore bump and run. Yeah, absolutely. We talked about Weston Richburg and, and his impact. You know, after after his uh, after it was announced that he was he was retiring from uh, the Forty Nineers. Um, so 
Thank you. Special thanks to all of you out there for listening. That's going to do it for this episode. So for my partner, Super Bowl champion Eric Davis, I'm Rashawn Haylock. This has been the Believe in 49ers podcast. We will see y'all next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.